Hello, you are listening to Deathropology, a special program part of Rock the Clock, Radio DePaul's 40-hour live broadcast fundraiser for Larry's Children's Hospital. If you'd like to help support our cause, just click the banner at RadioDePaul.com to donate today. Thank you so much for all our sponsors for this event. This hour, our show is sponsored by Bunches of Flower Shop. So thank you so much to Bunches of Flower Shop for giving our station money or giving Lurie's Children's Hospital money, actually. <laughs> so it feels like it's been so long since we talked to you guys. Well, at least for me, because I missed like the last one before we went on break. So that yeah, was. I wasn't gonna say it. Well, I, I'm gonna own up to it. You know, that was our bad. We're actually gonna be redoing the sugar episode because we actually have more to say on it. And also, that one didn't get saved to iCloud, so we want to make sure our Spotify listeners can tune in as well. So, yeah. kind of a revamp, redo. There, there was a haunted weekend where the archive player didn't work or save mm. shows, unfortunately, and that was part of that weekend. Yeah, so Misha, like, what is your fun fact of the week, and how was your spring break? Oh, my spring break was really nice. I got a lot of sewing done. That was really fun. I went back to Iowa to see the cats. That was really sweet. And my fun fact is that, like, that between seasons, between winter and spring, is when my accent is always the worst, and I hate it. So, thank God we're over air. Yeah, um, same for me, like, with the acne, as you can see. Uh, we don't love season switching. Um, so, for my spring break, it was pretty nice. I went down and saw everyone in the burbs, so that was great. Um, yeah, my fun fact is both my original class picks for spring quarter got canceled, one of them, and... The first time they didn't email me that my class was canceled, I just found out because my tuition was lowered out of nowhere, and I was like, that's not mm. right. Something's weird. Then the other one, I found out like the day that I got canceled, and then I had to switch. So now I'm in two kind of classes, but I'm ready to tackle, even though they weren't my first picks, but you know, in case the professor's listening. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, um, this episode's inspiration started about two years ago when the April 2021 edition of Time Magazine titled The Science of Sugar caught. Oh, I found it at a health grocery store, actually. It was, like, right on the top of the little magazines at the checkout. And I was like, hmm, this is really interesting. And maybe you guys have heard me mention the video game Off before? Yes, I I recall that. (laughs) I don't want to give spoilers, but in the third, like, act of the game, sugar becomes this really important element, and it, like, it gets really messed up. Please play this video game, dear listeners, for the love of God. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I just, it's this bright red cover, and it really caught my eye. I was wondering, like, is sugar really so evil? Yeah. You know? And a lot of the stories in that magazine are very, like, sugar is evil, and we're killing our children, and, you know... All these people in America have pre-diabetes, which is true. It's about one in three American adults that have pre-diabetes, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's more of like, are we so evil for consuming sugar? And yeah. It didn't really talk about the labor, which is something we hope to cover in our episode more also. Yeah. I think, like, with most things in the grocery store, like, this is my simplified before we get into the other things, but, like, you know, like, how when you look at meat, it doesn't, like, you don't see the butchering process of an animal. You just see the end product. With sugar, you don't see the burning of the plant. You don't see all, like, the deforestation that happens to plant sugar cane. You don't see the environmental racism that happens in the polluting, like, in Florida, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but about, like, 
the sugar glade section of florida which is populated by a lot of latina latino and black people is being very heavily polluted so like you don't see all of that so it's it's hard for consumers to connect those two things yeah it's that and it's also like everything in moderation too yeah right? it's, it's been so ingrained in the american you think of like cherry pie like as being the, the american diet like yeah but like one of the first articles talked about like how nutrition advice is always changing mm. like originally sort of in the 60s and 70s they thought sugar was this really great source of energy it would also like suppress people's appetites and now it's the opposite right like you eat empty calories and then you feel even more hungry you know um we also uh, know that type 2 diabetes is caused by like having too much sugar even though so many products have all these added sugars right and if you don't know type 2 diabetes is the type that resists insulin rather than not producing insulin mm, uh, type mm. 1 diabetes is usually like diagnosed in children yeah. it's because their bodies don't produce enough insulin or don't produce insulin at all whereas type 2 is uh, what tends to develop when you have pre-diabetes and that's like you kind of wear your body out yeah sugar consumption wise um oh one other thing i was gonna say yeah and this is like a personal anecdote is when i was um doing sociology last year part of our discussion was about like how teeth hold up so well from previous like periods and it's because they had less sugar like, even if it was before times when people were, like, brushing their teeth regularly, they just, like, drank more water because that was one of the two options. And that was so much less sugar. So you can find, like, really well-preserved teeth. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, totally <laughs> unrelated. I was just, I don't know. I think about teeth a lot with sugar, too. Yeah, you know? I, I don't blame you. It's definitely something to think about. Because part of that first article, too, was talking about that link between, like, cavities and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, sugar and sugar yeah. tension. I don't know. Like, there's just so much going on with sugar. It's yeah. It's hard to really eloquently explain over the air. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, part of the reason we like sugar is because it does contain energy. Like, mm -hmm. I... Uh, I eat a ton during finals because my brain's working hard, right? And yeah. honestly, thinking really hard does burn calories. Yeah, and you have to also think about how they use sugar with other like chemicals to make it addictive. Like, yeah, they mix it with other stuff too. Um, but like that's like why sugar is in everything because it tastes good because it gives us energy, mm -hmm. you know, and it's why. Like, you know how, like, one of the main examples I've seen recently is people complaining about American mayo being really sweet in comparison to, like, international mayos. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, even in, um, I think in American kiwi mayo, they put more sugar than in the Japanese kiwi mayo. Yeah. I just, I always think about, like, the natural, like, it's natural juice, but when you see all the sugar in those juices, so gross. Yeah. Like, there are, I'm not dumb for these of, uh grape peach juice and it's really good but they taste mm -hmm. so syrupy 
yeah it's a fluid but it's very syrupy i don't know anyways yeah <laughs> we're going on a lot of tangents so yeah we we're talking about is sugar actually bad for you and mayo clinic staff kind of talked about it could be natural or processed but like as we said like it's a type of energy thing all sugar is a type of carbohydrate that the body can use as an energy source as long as it's not like an empty calorie sugar because what happens is then you're going to keep consuming it as we said um it can be found in things such as fruit vegetables and dairy but the processed or added sugars which is what we're eating a lot of, is the stuff that's added into processing food or drinks. And the biggest sources of these in the American diet today are soda, desserts, and energy drinks, though there are small amounts in everything, at least. Like, I feel like almost every yeah. product that is preserved has sugar, some type of sugar in it, or some type of sweetener in it. Yeah, and to go on to the, the funny name, glucose is the type of sugar that our bodies actually produce mm. to be like broken down by insulin. And, like, glucose is the easiest sugar to consume because it breaks down really easily, whereas, like, polysaccharides take more work for your body to break down and process. Yeah. You might be wondering why sugar is in everything. Well, it adds flavor, texture, and color. It can preserve foods, like jams or jellies. It fuels fermentation, so, like, bread rising. Or it balances the acidity in, like, vinegar or tomatoes. So, like, there is reason for it. But, like, we're kind of overdoing it, in my opinion. Yeah. There is something personally really annoying about, like, expecting something to be savory and it's weirdly sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain genre of food that, like, really grosses me out, you know? You know what grosses me out is people who do mukbangs with full of sugary stuff. Mm. Like, I how do you, like, how do you not have a toothache every day? I think of, um like, really sugary pancakes. <laughs> like, I know that that's really s- silly, but, like, I like pancakes to be open to be savory or sweet. Mm-hmm. I know? don't I don't like putting a bunch of sugar on pancakes because, you know, all people put sugar mm. arsenic. Like, I just, oh, really? Yeah, like, if oh. you, like, powder. I, this is because I watch too many movies where people do this <laughs> with sugary food. So, like, when I see a bunch of sugar on a donut, and, like, when you overdo it, it literally just looks like you slapped a bunch of arsenic on it for you. Like, and I just... Because I've seen a movie where someone did that, like, they pretend it was sugar. Oh. So because I've seen that, like, it just it completely, like, ruins my appetite when I see pancakes loaded with sugar. Or have you seen that episode of uh, Caitlin Doty's uh, Ask a Mortician where she, like, put, not human ashes, like, I'll say that loud, but, like, wooden ashes into a cake? No. And it tasted terrible um, because... <laughs> She wanted to prove that, like, you shouldn't mix your loved one's ashes. Oh, if you watch that My Shame Addiction episode, it's my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, a whole There's <laughs> a, that was a whole episode of My Shame Addiction where she was, she ate her husband's ashes. <laughs> Going off topic. But, yeah. So, what are, like, the other risks? We talked about, like, um, diabetes. We talked about other stuff. So, like, what are the problems with added sugar so we have poor nutrition, so sugar-laden foods are often not as nutritious. Weight gain, it can contribute to obesity and other things. I'm not going to go like too into depth into each of these because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Increased triglycerides. Triglycerides are a type of fat in the bloodstream and fat in fat tissues. Um, tooth decay, we kind of talked about, and I think all of our dentists have told us that, even though they give us some, just like your dentists give you those non-sweet lollipops or whatever you do. Oh, as a kid, yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> yeah, we 
yeah. of like an increased risk for type 2 diabetes, which you were talking about earlier. Yeah, acne. You can have an increased cancers for certain types of cancers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the example written down is prostate cancer. Yeah. Uh, we can't go into detail about that one, I don't think. <laughs> um, <laughs> you might have an increased risk of depression. Really? Yeah. Mm. Also, because I th- a lot problem. of people, <laughs> some people, I think, use it as a coping mechanism. And when they're not, like, on the sugary high, it's, like, because when you use sugar, you're, like, really the sugar cross. Like, mm. if you're using that as, like, because, you know, some people, like, use it as a cope. And then you don't have it. It's, like, a, like, a oh, quick Oh, a caffeine addiction. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Also, it can age your skin. Like, it can really age you if you eat too much of it. Because, like, part of your diet, like, keeps you, like, if you're not drinking a lot of water, water helps keep your acne in your face so yeah it can age you a a bit so other stuff um so here's some of the recommended sugar levels so the dietary guidelines for americans recommend that only 10 percent of daily calorie consumption should be of added sugars most diets consist of 2,000 or above calories so that should be 200 calories of added sugar the american heart association however disagrees they see that no more than 100 calories, so 5% of your diet. And they're even more strict. So 100 for women, 150 for men. I don't like the mm. sexism there, but whatever. Uh, women six tend to be slightly less robust than men, generally. I know, but I feel like if you're married to a man, they should suffer with you. Mm. Like, if you're in a hetero <laughs> couple, make them suffer with you is how I look at it. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Um, yeah, check your food labels. Like, this is something I didn't do, but if you read your food labels, you would be surprised what is in there, just in general, mm-hmm. and plus with the sugar levels. Also, look for ingredients ending in oats. Like, we said glucose is an example, fructose, other things with oats in it. Maltose. Yeah, maltose. Dextrose? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> I um, feel like I should remember them from AP Bio, and I do not. I didn't, I, didn't take, I, I didn't take that. I had AP environmental. Mm. Alright, so here's some ways to reduce added sugars in your diet. Drink water or other calorie-free drinks or low-fat milk. Make sure fruit juice is 100% fruit juice instead of being doused in sugar. Uh, eat breakfast cereals with less sugar, so less frosted cereals. Look for reduced sugar varieties of syrup, jams, and jellies. I will be honest, I've tried them, they don't taste the same. Honestly, the, it yeah. takes It takes getting used to. It's and something that I do personally with fruit juices is I actually water them down. <laughs> I know that's maybe a little bit silly, but my mom and I both do that. You know what my mom does? Mm. She takes eight packs of sugar for one cup of McDonald's, like one cup of coffee. She just douses it in sugar and cream. I'm like, that's not coffee anymore. That's just sugar in a cup with some coffee in it. <laughs> mm. I think that's more of a result of like poor coffee making. But that's... Well, we could do a coffee episode, but that's not right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's also important that we... So, that you know, we said that you eat more nutri- or nutrient-rich snacks, such as vegetables, fruits, low-fat cheese, whole-grain crackers, and low-fat, low-calorie yogurt. So, those are just some of those. Also, note that we're being... I'm personally being a huge hypocrite right now. Oh, we are. We are. Like, I have a sugary beverage waiting for me as soon as we're at ad break. <laughs> mm. 
and hey, hey, it's small changes over time, okay? Small changes. Maybe I'll be healthier when I'm not <laughs> studying. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to be talking about the ethics producing sugar dancers with Tarisha. Yes, so there's this podcast from that Reveal did, which is, I think, a division of NPR's. Okay, actually. that makes sense. Um, Sounds like an NPR thing. <laughs> it was done in 2021 because I was listening to, I turned on the radio a lot more recently, mm. and they actually recently did an episode about something else. Well, anyways, so the 2021 episode about sugar talks about like how sugar packaging doesn't really have sourcing information. Like, you know, if you buy coffee, it'll say, like, there's single origin coffee from one farm in one country, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then there's those, like, multiple origin coffees, and they'll tell you that on the label, you know? Yeah. And in general, I feel like the more you look for transparent food labeling, the less you're going to find it, which is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, why, like, health food kind of grocery stores can be on occasion yeah you know what that reminds me of is like that's a big problem in the fish market mm. they would disguise a lot of fish as other things because you don't know where the yeah. fish is coming from so like if like there's endangered spe- species of fish that people are trying to avoid but they still sell them because it's popular yeah, yeah. it's just consumerism we could get into the like Karl <laughs> Marx of it all of like being divorced from our production or whatever but <laughs> anyways the podcast follows a sugar a couple of sugar plantation workers from the Dominican Republic and they're Haitian immigrants like in the Dominican Republic working in these plantations Mm. and some of them aren't legal uh, immigrants so like because of their lack of paperwork they don't get workers rights essentially they have to start working to survive before they're legal and then they almost never become like legal or naturalized citizens to the Dominican and they're prevented in a bunch of ways from like retiring at uh, an appropriate time basically and they don't get pension funds after they do retire and they're like really barred from being treated like humans basically Yeah, is like the most transparent way to say it and the company that the immigrants work for is owned by the Fanhul brothers, that's F-A-N-H-U-E-L, and there are three brothers who own several different sugar companies, most notably like for the USA is Domino Sugar, C&H Sugar. Um, they also own La Romana International Airport, as well as the Casa de Campo Resort in the Dominican Republic, which is like a lot of celebrities. That's a lot of money have their summers there like an impossible amount of money right and i didn't name all of their sugar companies that they own either i think there were like five other sugar companies too it's giving monopoly a bit i'm gonna put that out there my opinion my opinion allegedly yeah and <laughs> at least for like this side of the globe yeah it seems like and there's just a lot of difficulty in finding ethical sugar because they own so much of this industry that um, even though sugar causes a lot of damage uh, to produce, like, you know how, like, banana farming is kind of bad because there's so... Yeah, um, so is almond farming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just not great for the soil, and it's but the plants keep mm-hmm. having to be regulated and mm-hmm. pesticided and 
Yeah, very, it's also very water. Water intensive. Yeah. And they're just not traced in the same way that, like, when you get bananas from the grocery store, they tell you what country they're from. Yeah. You know? Uh, and even with chocolate, we're more and more seeing, like, where the chocolate is being sourced from. Yeah. When you go, like, on the fair trade label, because they do talk about that, like, if you want to find ethical, they also mention, like, brands like Kirkland, Wholesome. But Florida Crystals, we're going to get into that brand later. It's so... Just kidding. They're <laughs> also owned by the... I know, but we're going to go into that yeah. later, because there's some other stuff besides them being owned that we're going to go into later, if we have time. Um, so we can also talk about the environmental impact of sugar, because there's an impact. So... The World Wildlife Fund was talking about how a lot of, like, so in their articles, both sugarcane industries and sugarcane farming's toll on the environment. They talked about pollution. So the fertilizers and plant matter and chemical waste goes into the freshwater ecosystems and pollute it, and those cause algae blooms, which kills the fish in the water. We all have heard of this from biology. But also the chemicals flow out to sea, and they are destroying really vulnerable ecosystems, such as the um, the... Like the Australia, you think about the coral reefs and the Mesoamerican reefs, which are some like the only types of those in the world which are very much endangered because of all the sugar production. Another thing is um, the industrial waste, the massive quantities of plant matter and sludge washed from mills decomposing freshwater bodies, leading massive fish kills. Mills release flue gases, soot, ash, ammonia, and other substances during processing. So, like, imagine if you're living near these places, like, all those chemicals just being polluted. Like, we talk a lot about China production factories, but every industry, I feel like, pollutes. And only some of them, like, only, like, textile and, like, tech and, like, nuclear get called out as much. I feel like a lot of more farming needs to be, like, held besides just the cow methane. Yeah. I mean, like, a project I had to do once for a class was tracing like one certain consumer good and I chose paper like all the way back to the trees Mm -hmm. right and when you think about just how intensive a process it is for sugar yeah not only for it to be farmed but for it to get processed and bleached and whatever and then there's I think a lot of people also talk about the environmental impact in um, transit like in yeah air mailing things but it's all of these aspects of production yeah that are just terrible yeah and then like the soil so like a lot of people don't understand like soil fertility so when you just take off the top soil of sugar you're basically so you're basically also um when you're doing that when you're doing the when you're taking the topsoil off it takes like the new that's the most nutrient rich part of the soil so when you remove that it also um that you're getting rid of like the best parts of the plant and then when you keep putting plants over it, it's destroying the fertility over time you have to give breaks it's like when you're when you overcut trees you can overtake amounts of soil out of the ground like the layers yeah and have you ever heard of like crop rotation too yeah yeah and it's the idea that different years you're taking different nutrients from the soil using different plants that require different nutrients to allow for them to restore each year yeah and with a lot of these farms they don't do that yeah they monocrop and if you destroy the topsoil you're creating desert land yeah so i'm not like a lot of people are anti-gmos i'm not anti-gmos because i think gmos have saved so many people from hunger 
But I also think the one problem with GMOs is there's over amount of monocropping that comes with GMOs. So I think to improve GMOs or if they're using them in sugar, you need to diversify more crops and you need to we need to start GMOing more crops than just cash crops, in my opinion. Yeah, it's also like it's stressful that idea that we're like we just hit eight billion people. The population mm-hmm. is projected to be, I think, almost ten billion by twenty fifty. Yeah. Um, and we're losing farmland at the same time. Yep. When we already have st- like at least one billion starving people. And a lot of the farmland that's being lost is like places that are already facing starvation. Like when you think yeah. of Africa with the desertification. It's so. that like the least advantaged countries are seeing the worst of. And it's it's damage. not just them. It's also going to be in America, which people don't realize. It's going to happen in Arizona. It's going to happen in like very hot places, where we're going to see a lot of fresh water dry up, and it's going to cause tension, especially with Indigenous people who have water rights. That's There's a case going on in Arizona. Yeah, is it Arizona right now? Yeah, right now. So right now, the ruling is that Indigenous get first priority water rights, but that they're going to probably try and challenge more that yeah. in different states as this happens. So. It will definitely be something we're gonna see. Um, so we can talk the water cost. It costs two hundred fourteen gallons of water to produce a pound of refined sugar. That is nine gallons per teaspoon. Oh, pretty awful. That's really intense. Yeah, deforestation. So it also deforests a lot of the world's threatened ecosystem. So Brazil's Atlantic forest that once had a massive range has only seven percent left of its previous area, and growers need 50% more land by 2050 to meet the demand. Yeah, and I don't know if that's gonna happen, but... Yeah. Do you think 3D printing sugar is gonna be a thing? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's the only way, like, without land, like, or we're gonna see more, like, imagine skyscrapers with sugar cane on top of it, because then, like, a lot of, like, farms then that start happening on tall, like, high-rise buildings, like, small farms. In my heart of hearts, and we're talking about this a little bit before, I hope the leaning goes more towards, like, at least, like, less processed sugars, so, like, even brown sugar. Yeah. Because then that doesn't go through the bleaching process. But I was, like, in my heart of hearts, I really hope that there's just more, like, natural sweeteners, like honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming to the mainstream instead of just using white sugar for everything. Yeah. But... On that note, we are at about our midpoint, which mm-hmm. is so exciting that we have another half hour after this. Yeah, I I, we're not used to this. This is a special time here. So, um, so first, we're, um, during the break, we're going to be playing our sponsor's ad, which is from Bunches of Flower Shop, and then you're going to get a PSA, and then you're going to hear two songs from us, and then we will be back. So I will see you guys soon. And we're back. So that was The Astronaut by Jin, who was in BTS. But yeah, my bias. I think he released his solo stuff and then went off to the army. Yeah. Have you seen some of the stuff about him in the army, by the way? It's really funny. No, I haven't really been. Out. He's like a like a trainer in the army. Like He became like one of the surgeon trainers for like, the new people. Interesting. And like people's letters to their parents about them meeting Jin like 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 because he's training them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't know. 
And then your other song was Sugar Pills by I Don't Know How, but they found me. Uh, maybe eventually their second album will be they out. Need to, oh, hey, they and need maybe a, they'll go on tour again. They need to cut you a check for the amount of songs you've played on Radio Depart for them. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, or give you like backstage pass or something. I don't think my heart could do that, to be honest. Dylan Weeks is so much. <laughs> I don't know how, how else to say that. But back to uh, Sugar, a different kind, a less happy kind. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the Sugar Agenda, which I name a section because... So, in the 1960s, the sugar industry started a campaign to pay off scientists to downplay the risk of consuming sugar and instead point all the blame on fats in your diet. So... How did this actually work out? Well, they created a, like, so the article draws on internal documents to show that an industry called the Sugar Research Foundation warned to refute concerns about the sugar's possible role in heart disease. So basically, the group was examining scientific articles. But what they would do is they would question the legitimacy of the scientist or their methodology they used and instead said, no, they're wrong. Trust us. It's this thing. When it's actually both like fats do contribute to poor health and heart disease but so does sugar yeah a lot of the sugar agenda actually parallels american like tobacco lobbying yeah or just in general how american politics is fueled by rich people and how like our democracy is under threat constantly because we allow money in politics yeah and like not people's best interests yeah and this is like the thing with science is while science can be objective when used correctly you do need to look into every science article you study you need to see because now like back then disclosure laws were not like as big as they used to be like nowadays like when you think about it what's like someone puts an ad they're supposed to say they're affiliated like on social media back then you didn't have to do that for scientific articles people still don't do that they still don't do it but you can tell like kids can't tell as well yeah like, on TikTok, the thing is, like, you can sell your video to a piece so that they'll pretend they love every single product they review because they want to sell the ad to make money. Mascaragate. Yeah, Mascaragate, Michaela. Oh, oh my God. That's not into her. Anyways, um, so, yeah, it's just because if you, if you can refute certain things, you can show scientific consensus, which is a huge deal, which I don't – and this got exposed on the New York Times, by the way. So, like, this is a huge yeah. deal when this was released. And there is always this tension of, like, science and the public, right? Because science will only get sharper and better, and maybe nutrition info will change. Yeah. And there's still a lot of people that have, like, a hard time with that and think, like, oh, scientists just keep changing their minds, and it's like, no. And there's people who also reject science, and because people practice bad faith science, it gives them ammunition to believe in what they do, like, those new age spiritual movements or, like, other Mm. things that are... Like, like, remember, like, the anti-vax and all that stuff? And it's the because they, they see, like, these people or bad faith medical... There are... We have to, like... Although I am a pro-science 100%, there are bad actors in every group. So, like, right. there are bad actors. There are doctors that somehow got licensed who say crazy things. Like, the whole autism... Like, the autism thing came from a, a doctor who was, like, you know, stripped of his license. But a lot of right. people don't, like, talk about that. So... You have to think about all those type of things. Yeah, 
one of the things, like, if you're looking into scientific papers, it's not just whether or not they're peer-reviewed, just also look up the authors themselves. Yeah. Especially, like, the first two or three, like, primary authors of the paper. Like, if they have nothing to do with, like, sugar research and they're in health science, yeah, like, that's one thing. But if their specialty isn't sugar, it's just, like, well... Yeah, another example is Coca-Cola was paying, um, was getting buddied up to scientists, so they would present evidence that there is no link to obesity in sugary drinks. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so in politics, we've kind of been leaning towards this already, but so as I said earlier, in the Glades region of Florida, so Florida produces more than half of the United States sugar. And in the Glades, yeah, in the Glades region, Black and Hispanic communities have begun protesting environmental racism because they live near these, in those regions the most, and the practice of burning like the leaves off sugarcane creates all this emission gas, and there it, a lot of articles you might have heard of it as black snow, like of all the stuff coming down like the soot and everything coming from that, and during the Florida local elections, the sugar industry were buying the mayor candidates. Because there was a big law, this big lawsuit that's kind of still happening right now is they they are trying to sue sugarcane producers for doing this, residents. But if this law gets passed, it would not allow you to sue farmers, because mm. their thing is farmers are producing the country's food, and we if you keep holding farmers liable, farmers are already in danger because of COVID that they can't get into any more debt. Like they like, mm. so they're. Ch- so the problem, like, while I understand, like, giving some grace maybe to small farmers, these are billionaire. These are not, like, you're ever, and even then they should be held accountable. These are not, like, when you see this, but, well, you're thinking of, like, the mom and pop farmer. No, these are huge corporations that are relying on migrant workers mostly, underpaying them. Like, right. so, so, and they've been um, getting a lot of blue-collar support because they're telling, like, you know, they're trying to take your jobs away and all this, like, harmful rhetoric so yeah and unfortunately that mayor election went to them because they paid mm. for the guy's campaign and the other guy was a, he was like on um, like a bernie sanders like he was getting all local support way too socialist yeah for, for florida yeah so unfortunately that happened so but that does kind of end our Yeah. I just mean about ethics. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, our ending that's, the episode. I just tell you like what's better. I gave you some alternatives that you can try. Um we're not this is not us saying we've tasted all of these and we're just saying if you wanna try a bit, you can. <laughs> so these are healthier alternatives to sugar according to Gunners and Ajmera from twenty twenty three. So the first one is stevia. Ooh, okay. Hot take from Misha. I just think it's so bitter. Okay. So the sweetener comes from a plant called Stevia ribandia. History has to do with its sweetness and medicinal purposes in South in South America. The leaves, steviocide and ribadioside are a hundred times sweeter than sugar gram for gram. Do you agree? No. Maybe you like the process that you were doing. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It has super sweet and has less calories compared to sugars. The benefits are if you have um, lower high blood pressure in people, like if you have hypertension, it can lower your high blood pressure. And it can be a good alternative if you have diabetes. However, 
it can hinder if you overconsume it your guts microbiome so a lot of people don't know this but there's parts of your body that have bacteria there for a reason to break down certain things right. so it can harm the helpful bacteria in your body if you overdo it another uh, low calorie sweetener is erythritol erythritol yeah i think that's how you do okay it. <laughs> uh it's a sugar alcohol that's found naturally in some fruits and there's a powdered version of it that's usually available for purchase through like industrial process uh it's it sounds like it's really similar in taste to sugar or at least it's described as tasting really similar to sugar though it does have a mild aftertaste which that if it's mild i can handle it but i hate foods with strong aftertaste so i have to say for myself yeah like i think for a long time even sugar companies were pushing like a spartanay yeah and I think that's so, a whole different I, story. Do you know what has a strong aftertaste not related to sugar? Like, if mm. Beyond Meat didn't have such a strong aftertaste, I think I could eat more vegan meat. Oh, but, like, that's, like, the big brand. But I've heard from so many people that it has a strong aftertaste, and I'm someone who, like, you taste it the whole day. Yeah. Until you brush your teeth, and I don't want it in my mouth the whole day. Are you one of those people that, like, thinks grapefruit is, like, really super bitter? I just don't drink a lot of grapefruit. Like, I like it. I don't drink it, like, from the thing. But, like, if it's, like, you know, like, how, like, there's, like, water-flavored water? Like, mm. I'll drink grapefruit-flavored water. But I know. Oh, interesting. We, I didn't drink it a lot because my dad had medication and grapefruit doesn't go yeah, with some yeah. medication. So we didn't really, I didn't drink it a lot growing up. Yo, neither did I. But we had this one class where we uh, tried grapefruit. And if you thought it tasted really bitter, like medicine then you're like a super taster or whatever do you know what i think doing i don't like is um i don't like ch like ch a lot of cherry flavored because you always get cherry cough syrup like i like cherry dessert but i don't like cherry drinks that much oh black cherry fago the is my life's blood the only cherry drink i like is the cherry icy oh black cherry fago you gotta try it it's so good <laughs> this is not sponsored by fago god i wish it were i've i still have yet to find black cherry in a chicago Mm. I have to go back to Iowa for it. Anyways. Yeah, the next one is, uh, I think it's xylitol. Yeah. Sugar alcohol that has a sweetness similar to sugar. It benefits for dental health. So, less risk of cavities and dental decay. Might have to get on that. Studies in animals show that improved bone density. Research has also proven that it can improve your digestive microbiome. And it does not raise your blood sugar or insulin levels like other sweeteners. But if you have dogs, you need to be very careful because it is very highly toxic to dogs. So make sure to keep it really separate. Or if you have okay, if you have a dog that like if you have a dog that caused a mess in the kitchen, do, I wouldn't chance like, it. Like not even risk it. No, yeah. no, because dogs get into stuff. Like if you have like a like my dog, the two dogs that I have don't do that really unless you leave the food out. Mm, but like they, they don't go into stuff but like some people do so like you have to be careful with that yeah and the final or the second to last one if we want to talk about honey also yeah we can do that uh is pecan syrup it's a natural sweet it's a natural sweetener it grows from the pecan plant that's from the andes mountains i'm glad you pronounced it because i was gonna call it yakin like a like a like yakin yeah yakin <laughs> uh, <ew. laughs> It has, like, a lot of fruit. Oh God, fruit. We're not gonna say that word, but oh, I can do it. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> uh, fructolagose saccharin. We're giving up on that one. <laughs> and 
what that does is it functions as soluble fibers that feed the good bacteria in your intestine and yeah yeah there's also honey and there's also agave syrup i've heard that that's actually like not super great for the environment mm. yeah they were trying to talk about palm like palm syrup and i was like no because there's there's already enough palm tree oil issue like i didn't i i'd have to look more into that before i promoted that here so i was like no yeah. like we could look more into that uh you know, I think I am actually going to spoil that ending to off. Do you want to do that? Okay. Do you want to turn it Since off? Since we're at see? the end of the episode. Yeah. Spoiler warning. Turn it off now if you want to hear. So essentially, you get into zone three, and it's divided again into like four sections. And the third part of zone three, uh-huh. you get to this factory and... Zone three is all about sugar production, and all of the workers get fed sugar, mm-hmm. like as little rewards for their hard work. And you know, there's a sugar processing facility, and they're all really like uh, trying not to eat the sugar as they're yeah. producing it. Um, and you find out in that third section of zone three that the sugar is actually being made from the ashes of their dead coworkers. And it's, like, essentially the game is, like, this really big critique of capitalism, Mm -hmm. right? And it takes it to this, like, really, like, ridiculous far out extreme. Yeah. But I do kind of wonder, (laughs) you know, what if they do that? Could they make my ashes into something, like, sugary and sweet? Could I be powdered sugar? What if they did that? You know? You can't, um... I wish you guys had like face cam right now because my <laughs> my face is like my my way my eyebrows scrunch when see because they have the corpse desecration laws but once your ashes like your family can kind of do whatever. <laughs> um. Uh, anyways. Yeah, we're basically at the end of the show. We ended earlier than expected, but you know, kind of hard to go about sugar for a whole hour. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening to Defropology, sponsored by Bunches Flower Shop. Stay tuned for our next Rock the Clock program. If you'd like to help support our cause, you can check out our Instagram or go to RadioDePaul.com and click the banner. Thank you so much for listening to Radio DePaul's Chicago College Connection. Yep, and thank you for supporting Rock the Clock. I think we're still about $80 away from our final donation goal. So, yeah. If you are interested in donating, yeah, and we if you would be quite thankful. Yeah, and if you can't donate yourself, please share the link. Because, you know, that's always great. Thank you so much.